Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. That smells like big money to me. Give them hell, TK! Goodness gracious me, what a time to be alive. Yeah. Full late night grin experience. Oh no, what's happened? Jeremy's, I'm, conf- I'm concerned that Jeremy's like suggesting this ain't really bad rather than me just doing a silly intro. <laughs> I hope we're live. My head hurts. I hope we are too. My head hurts after doing that for so long. I was worried. You look like actually concerned. I was like, oh no, am I broken? <laughs> Not actually <laughs> concerned. I'm, I'm concerned that, you know, you finally have power on the stream yard to kind of run things how you want. And the first thing you do is just play all the clips. Right. At the- Back away, it's stolen by Holiday. Phoenix has to foul. And a pinnacle ball throws it down. <laughs> Listen, man. I'm used to a different culture, you know. This is heat culture. Over there, we play 76 style. We all just waste our times. Um, it's a different thing. I'm going to tweet this link, Jeremy. Tell the people why we're here, because I'm so goddamn excited to talk about professional wrestling once again on the greatest YouTube channel on the earth. I second only to Fightful itself, because our main show is on Fightful, so I think that makes it probably better than this channel. Other than that, though, we're the second top channel. Excluding, of course, the the one that isn't like really a channel that we list unlist all of the Patreon videos on. <laughs> um, what are we here for? Oh, we're reviewing Survivor Series. Yeah. yeah. No, we're not. We're also reviewing TNA Turning Point. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, you're doing Survivor Series, which is worse. Yeah, that's true. Shorter did though. You, did you watch Turning Point? No. Daniel? I did not. It yeah. seemed like it was pretty good. Uh, some people seem to be enjoying it, I guess. Nobody actually you know? watched it. Don't lie. What? Turning point. Oh, come on. 
that show started that show started at 10 o'clock eastern i was so mad when i found out it started that late I was so <laughs> angry you're a hater yeah i am i'm i'm a hater for shows that start at 10 o'clock eastern and don't end until one you should drive yeah. in a bootlicker i don't want to be either i don't want to be a bootlicker i'll be a hater <laughs> it is strange that they start so late though like you know I tweeted about it, and Joel Pearl gave me like a really good reason why they actually oh, do fuck it. Joel and, Pearl. Yeah, <laughs> it's Vegas, baby. It's true. Vegas. If you watch that show and the vibe you don't get is Vegas, then what are you doing, right? It's exciting. It's the fight capital of the world, baby. Yeah, everyone yeah. was real excited for Moose and Eddie Edwards. They were at, they were pretty excited for it after you know they got going. Initially, it wasn't what you call a big fight feel, but. I mean, I'd yeah. hope they'd be excited after, you know, ladders and tables and all this stuff was introduced. Factual, but we'll get into that later because Bob is on a a tight schedule here, aren't you, Bob? Yeah, I mean, I am I can be here for the entire hour pretty much, but after that, no. So we'll see how long it takes me to talk about Survivor Series. I'm famously long-winded, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're here to talk about the Survivor Series, or Bob is at least. Jeremy's going to join in on that. I am here so I don't get fined. And uh, did you watch Survivor Series, Joseph? Hell no. But I'm going to add inserts. I'm going to do like little drops along the way just to make the content seem more kind of colourful. Um, but I'm excited to hear what happened. I don't. I've not been on Twitter or anything. You know, I have no clue what happened. Um, hopefully, yeah. they give you guys an Easter egg or two along the way. You know, I hope they didn't hit rock bottom and all that good stuff. Started with the kickoff show, O'Neill, Damian Priest, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Damian, Damian Priest got DQ'd. What'd you think? Yeah, I didn't see the entire match because I thought the Battle Royal was going to be on the pre-show. So I'm like, I'm going to just skip this because I was playing Mario Party. And uh... who are you playing Mario Party with? Let's talk about Mario Party. <laughs> I play Mario Party sometimes with uh, a couple other guys I live with. We have a Switch, so you know, it's you fun. Live with people? I do, yeah. <laughs> I'm just that's not really here by myself with the dogs. <laughs> I legit thought that's how it worked. I don't know these things. I live just, by myself. Bob, so. Bob, don't. I know you got a lot of notes in front of you. Don't let him hold your analysis. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I um, I saw the ending though. Like, I don't know. Are they turning priest or? And then I saw the replay. Like, I guess he just got fed up with Shinsuke and Boogs, and maybe they're not turning him. I don't know. They've been hinting at a heel turn, have they not? He's been more aggressive. We no longer live in a world of black and white. Rather, the landscape has become a canvas of muted grays, where good is indistinguishable from evil, and renegades receive a hero's embrace. It is true. I mean... I feel like the answer you guys are looking for, I'm not going <laughs> Um... No, but like, you know, um, he smashed a guitar, man. It's a heel move. So uh, I guess we'll have to see on Raw tonight if he's a heel or if that was just a one-night thing. Uh, Survivor Series, obviously the one night where Raw and SmackDown go head-to-head, even though SmackDown is going to be on Raw tonight because, well, we'll get into that in a little bit. Actually, that was on the pre-show, too, when uh, a limo pulled up and Vince came out holding what looked to be a football, but it turned out to be an egg. We'll get more into the egg in a little bit here, because um, the egg played a big part. And, uh, But yeah, that was kind of my thoughts on the pre-show. I don't usually watch pre-show. Hear me? <laughs> Any other thoughts on the pre-show? <laughs> 
Oh, someone on Neil would just keep going with the review. Like, he did pretty good, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, he did go. Um, <laughs> now, I will say, all, all bits aside, I've heard very good things about the opener. The Queen Charlotte Flair, the last like kicker, big time yeah. Bex, the man, Rebecca Lynch. Um, Jeremy, you said you like this match? Yeah. Give me some star ratings, brother. Expand. I don't do star ratings. Um, Sorry to hear that. It, it, was, it was probably about six and a half, I think, is what I, is what I would give it. <laughs> Uh, but I, I like this match because they worked it how I think they like should have worked it. They obviously weren't going to go like shoot, full shoot fight or anything, but they had enough elements to make it seem like they legitimately hate each other. And they were they were laying, laying it in there. It looked like Becky got a uh, got her eye messed up on, on some of those shots, and and, and the post match interview looked like she was having trouble with her eye. And I don't know Charlotte how she looks we'll find out tonight but yeah I, I enjoyed this match they they did what they needed to do becky won by kind of cheating and charlotte didn't really give a shit what'd you think o'neill yeah no i kind of feel the same way you know they uh it did kind of feel like a fight which was nice they weren't doing like a bunch of traditional wrestling stuff uh you know didn't start with a lockup which i always appreciate because it's so rare that you know they don't start a match with a lockup in wwe um yeah, I thought it was really good. It was one of the two matches that I was really looking forward to, and they delivered. Uh, so, you know, you can't really complain about that. And uh, kind of interested in seeing where Becky goes next, just because, well, she's going to face Liv, but, like, I don't know how long they're going to draw that out for. Um, you know, Charlotte seems to have a path for what's next, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. What is Charlotte doing next? Uh, I think, yeah, Tony's next up. Uh, they're both good programs. I don't know. I didn't see what they did at Survivor Series, but, like, and this is not me even doing a late play or anything. History tells us that the way people are treated during these elimination matches ultimately means, like, nothing, which is part yeah. of the problem. So, you know, Liv and Becky, Charlotte and Tony, they're good feuds, right? Mm-hmm. I think they're going to get um, Bob and I's friend, the, the Fiend Death, back soon, too, on, on Raw, because they draft her, right? Tonight. That's I don't the, know. Did anyone actually for. draft her? I think Raw drafted her. I think, did, yeah. Drafted, yeah, yeah. I, think I remember getting actively mad that she went by uh, carrying cross. Oh yeah, and you know on that front you can go fuck yourself, Bruce Pritchard. Um, you know so that's good. Raw's got some players there. SmackDown I think is a really strange roster, but if you're going to do it, get Tony Storm over, get Shotzi Blackheart over. So they're good signs. I'm glad the match was good. Um, still remain a little bit confused as to where they're headed for Mania. Bianca and Becky, you know. I get it. I understand the story, but I don't think it's really the play. I feel like that's where they're going to go anyway, though. So there you go. I think um, I definitely think that's the program. Here's the thing: I think there is more more juice to the Charlotte and Becky story. They're never going to tell the story this way. But Becky said a few times. She said it leading up. She said it afterward. But Charlotte has like never gotten the better of her. Never beaten her. I don't know if that's true. I'm sure that she beat her on some shows, but. It seems like the the big fights, Becky Becky has yes. won all of mm. his matches. I feel like you can tell that story at some point of Charlotte almost being an underdog in the situation. I don't know how much fans are going to buy into it, but at least it'd be something different for Charlotte, who has accomplished everything of this is the one mountain she has not been able to topple, beating Becky Lynch in a big-time match. This, I think the story would actually work better if she just didn't do that, though. And it, then you use that to turn her a different direction. Does that make sense? Like, Yeah, that's fine, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, absolutely. Like, So what you're basically saying is use that truth to tell some kind of story. Yeah. I don't think the best story is Charlotte overcoming that. I think the best story is 
her failure to overcome it making her completely reshape. Which I think, look, I'm not trying to be a dick, but like, it's probably time for Charlotte to get like a new lick of pain or something different, right? Mm. Her kind of losing her mind over not being able to beat Becky and kind of going into that thing that she had a little bit a couple of years back where she kind of seemed like she was like, she kind of seemed nuts, you know, when she was going around kneeing Ronda in the face and stuff while she was handcuffed. She's screaming all the time, just fucking hitting natural selections left and right, doing moonsaults and hitting people with her elbows. Yeah, and- she's got to stop with this moonsault. Sucks. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, you no. know, there's something, there's something to be done with Charlotte. Is what I'm getting at. But there you go. Oh, I agree. And like, it doesn't have to be the story. Doesn't have to be her overcoming Becky. I just think you can lean into this story more and just yeah. do something with it. Mm-hmm. Just so it's not just Charlotte's the champion all the time, and and that's all she does is, is has the title or chase the title. Like you can yeah. do something different with her based on this story because i think becky is trying to to push it because becky's really good at this big and time mix yeah whether or not they listen mm-hmm. to it is a different the different story fair um bob anything else on the opener no no i enjoyed it what, what was next jeremy i don't know what the call was the men's five on five elimination match this match sucked what'd you think o'neill um yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really get, like, super into it. Um, you know, Kevin Owens just kind of abandoned his team. Because he's smart. Allegedly walking all the way to Jacksonville as we speak. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's weird because I like, you know, the majority of these guys. But sometimes these uh, elimination matches just don't click for me. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I didn't really like this one. Like, Seth being sole survivor, I think it's fine. Just gives him another accolade, and he's probably next up for Big E anyway, so it makes sense. But like, I'm so glad you said that, because I was... The other day, I saw a picture of Seth Rollins wearing one of those funny things that he wears, you know, as a beard. Mm-hmm. It's and I was clothes, like, Joseph. I was like, this is close. If only he had, like, another hollow achievement they could list by his name, you know? He, did, he was a sole survivor last year. No, but, I, but I was looking and I was like, what if he had another soul survivor victory, then maybe like I would care. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so they figured it out now. I can't wait. I'm so excited. And the soul survivor thing in general, like, is weird to me because really, who cares? Who remembers it after yes. you know the week after the event? Like Orton's done it three or four times. I don't. He didn't I don't do care. It last year, Jeremy. He he sacrificed himself last year. Oh right, whatever. I don't care that he was the the soul survivor. Like, I think it was smart to have him win just because he is next for Biggie and. You want to try to make him look yes. strong until he beats Big E, and then it sucks. But it, that's why, like him winning, I, I was fine with it. Soul Survivor or not, I'd rather him be a Soul Survivor than the other guy also surviving with him. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, really, Jeff Hardy winning would have been good as well because the crowd really still likes Jeff Hardy, and Bro, that's crazy, man. They do nothing with him, and he's still like the most over guy on the roster. <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, it feels like he could just, you know, have a program with Roman. just like He could walk Roman. into a program with Roman and it'd be fine, even yeah. though Jeff hasn't won sure. a match in decades. Just do the one match at day one and then move on to whatever you're going to do at the Rumble. Like, it's, Wait, people would um, love it. I'm not dismissing it because it's it's awesome. And that's like the – I always say the skill of professional wrestling is connecting with people, and Jeff's always done that so well. But, like, do you guys fully get it? Because I have to tell you that I have no understanding of it at all. Why it kind of fascinates like, me. Like, I get what they're like him, but he's legitimately like a top five most over talent for them. It's kind of wild, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, I mean, 
because he's a champion from the 2000s and stuff. That's their that's their whole roster. Who's yeah, I mean, Edge is kind guys. of the same way. Like yeah. Edge was look whether you like Edge or not, he worked on top of their cards for a long time. It's true. Main event WrestleMania, he was you know Jeff had like a couple years where he was a top guy. The rest of the time he was more over than his push. It just inter- I'm not saying it's wrong or anything. I'm not even like dunking on it. I'm just like me personally, if I was to really start watching the Fed full time again. One of my main things I'd like to see is definitely not a big Jeff Hardy push, but their yeah. audience definitely wants another big Jeff Hardy push. So give it to them. I get. I don't know. I think they should give it to them. Listen to your audience. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it might not be. I don't. I have no issue with Jeff Hardy, and the fact that like he actually is over makes me want to see the push. Yeah. I'd rather them push Jeff Hardy than uh, I don't know whoever like. The, the other guy that was in the final three of this match who the crowd yeah. doesn't care about and sucks. Exactly. See, the great confirmed shoot often says, and this is factual, it's really hard to hate someone when they're over. It's factual. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. well, I could think objectively that a world title run for Jeff is kind of dumb, mm-hmm. but if I watched it and the people were into it as I think they'd be, I'd probably like it, you know? Right. It is what it is. Yeah. Anything else on the uh, Survivor Series? I just think... Um, you know, of the nine eliminations of match, three of them were count out, and you know, you probably don't have to do that. Like they're that... so afraid of just beating people. The Lashley McIntyre double count out sucked. So yeah, I don't bad. care if like one of them gets count out, like Lashley gets counted out, you don't have to pin him, but like doing it's a double fun going off. It's very it? frustrating. Yeah, yeah knock it off, O'Neal. Professional Bob. We'll give you the big spot review <laughs> in this show. Um but yeah, no, much. Yeah. it's it was too many count outs, I think, and you know, like if you don't want to pin Lashley, you don't want to pin Drew. I mean, sometimes you just have to do it, right? Like, because the double yeah. count out there just is dumb. Yeah. That's fair. Um, what's next? I don't know. What was next, O'Neill? Um, I think the Battle Royal was next, but do we want to talk more about the egg first? Cause... Go ahead. Do the egg. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, you know, Vince uh, had this big egg. Everyone came and celebrated <laughs> when he showed up. Shit rules. <laughs> Um, he took it into his office with him and had it on display all night, kind of explaining to Roman that, uh, you know, it's an egg from Red Notice, but it's the actual egg. It's not a prop. It's valued at $100 million. Um, you know, big deal. I was also uh, trying to tell Joe this last night, and he, I don't think, believed me. Can't confirm. <laughs> the what, that, that there was this egg, and he just didn't believe you that there was this egg? I yeah, didn't I understand. I, I got like an... 90 minute nap during the middle of this show and I woke up to multiple messages of just people being like this is fucking the worst thing ever I didn't really understand what I'd missed um, and then I asked Bob and he explained in great detail the, the egg and I was like what the fuck Bob what are you talking about and it's true all of it's true alright let's let's get into the egg here you know, so he's got it he explains the Romans 100 million and then later in the night we find out that yeah, uh, make it make sense O'Neill. they're not I'm just to- I'm just sorry I'm just okay you know, okay you can carry on uh, all right so then later in the night, it's just stolen. And so tonight on Raw, they're going to have a whodunit. The SmackDown roster is going to be there with the Raw roster. And Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville are going to question everybody. Let me tell you how <laughs> fucking excited I am for this shit. <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited for this. That sounds like... That, that actually does sound like, like mid nineties WWF, you know. Yeah. It's just bullshit yeah. and yes, oh, that's what I you want. know it's gonna be right. It's actually gonna be Alexa. 
Oh, you think so? I think that's it's actually Miz. it. Miz. It'll be one of those two, right? It'll be a return or something. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Fuck all hell, man. Imagine Alexa hits that like spinny DDT thing she does to Vince McMahon. <laughs> he gets color. Oh, God bless. Now we're talking. I'm I'm so, so excited for this because look, WWE is what they what they are at this point. I don't tune in for the wrestling. I tune in for the bullshit. This yeah. egg mystery bullshit. Yeah, it's I'm, hilarious. I'm completely for it. I legitimately may watch it. just for these skits. To be <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be fucking See, that great. That's definitely what's happening. Yeah, yeah, that's what they said. That's the oh, only thing they've advertised is this egg mystery. Is Vince <laughs> going to be in these segments? Because that's important. Because his voice is know. so funny now. I think he's going to be there. Um, yeah. Oh, they made it seem place. like he's going to be there. But, you know, WWE. Shredded is Braun. Dude. Braun Strowman. I'm fine with that, too. I'm fine with that. Yeah, Kylo Undertaker coming back as Eggman. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's all good. Of this, that's really man. good, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is, this is like peak WWE nonsense. I'm here for it. it is. I actually unironically agree. Like, it, just give me this whole shit every time. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, tweet, why not? I tweeted it. I said, just watch WWE like it's SNL. Don't pretend it's wrestling. I am legit. Like, I'm not here to lecture anyone, but like, if you watched the Survivor Series and you was like actively angry when they did this shit. <laughs> At some point, you know, it's like going to McDonald's and being like, man, this burger's fucking thin, man. It's not real meat. You know? What do you expect from them, guys? Remember the zombie match they did about four months ago? Yeah, that's yeah, true. You get what you get, I suppose, you know. It's what it is. Just give me the bullshit. Um, Egg Alexa. It's good. Oh, man. I'm so all in on this being Alexa's return. <laughs> the lights go out and she's just sitting there with the egg and then she vanishes again. Oh, tremendous. <laughs> I'm all for this bullshit. What do you think it is, O'Neill? Um, man, I it could be an inside job. It could have been Adam Pierce, man. He's been. Uh, I don't trust him. Fair. It's because he blocked you on Twitter. He did. Yeah. Why did, did he block you? I don't know, man. You know. Yeah, you're kind of am. I'm nice to everyone. <laughs> You know, you could probably get our pal share to, to get him to unblock you. That's true. I like Adam Pierce. I think he's good in his role. Um, it's very he nice did, of you. He did not <laughs> think so. Okay. All right. Anything else on the egg, or should we move on to the next match? No, we can move on until we figure out what happened to the egg tonight. Okay, I'm good. So excited. I, hope, live I, I hope they do like interrogate everybody. Like, they just sit them down, interrogation mm-hmm. room, and just ask them questions. Like, what, what if it's mm-hmm. Hornswoggle? He's always the payoff to this stuff, right? Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah, it's true. I'd actually have more respect for him if it's just horns wild and they bring him back for this pop. Yeah, there's a lot. They, of, um, you could do a lot of funny stuff for this. They did going to be. Go ahead, Bob. Like Goldberg's first run, they had someone like almost run him over the car, and Austin was interrogating everyone and ended up being like Lance yeah. Storm. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, like, my my initial comment was going to be it would take skill to not make this to make this like not funny when they reveal it, but the more I think about it, the more I think it would just be like I'm, I was going to say names, but I don't know if it works there, you know, <laughs> like Sami Zayn. This like cool. that was a, when it was Rowan who tried to kill Rowan. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They do stuff like that a lot. Okay, what's the next match, Bob? Ma- next um, match, Bob. 
we had the Rock 25th anniversary 25 man battle royal. And uh, that was won by Omos. <laughs> I have heard from very, very reputable sources that this is one of the worst matches of the year. <laughs> and really? my response to that was it's about Royal. Yeah. I would like you both to know that on Cage Match, this has currently got a 2.05, which is, <laughs> let me tell you, there's low, and then there's two points. And that is a seriously bad rating for a match with AJ Styles, Cesaro, and some of these dudes in it. Um, was it just a normal battle royal and people being dramatic? I don't know. I haven't watched it. Yeah, it was fine. Like, you know, nothing really bad happened. Um, Omos didn't press slam anyone out of the ring, which was a bummer, but, you know, he won, so. I don't know. Much just, they just tossed a bunch of dudes out. I didn't find this. I found this to be about as offensive as I find every other battle royal out there like there you go it just, it just happens and a guy wins and they try to get a guy over and that was almost for tossing everybody and we'll we'll see where it goes sure will be in the rumble and they'll, they'll put him over and all the shit that he won the rock battle royal i think people were upset because it was just a giant ad for pizza hut that too yeah that part probably wasn't ideal but you know, why like who cares they're getting paid well, by pizza hut just show your bullshit. i mean it kind of is what it is. You get what you get, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else on that before we move on to a match that I wanted to watch, but I've been told isn't worth it? Anything no, that's fine. We can move on. Okay, bro versus the Usos. Oh. Um, I kind of expected this would roll. Yes. Might as my like guess, and because I, I was kind of around like a little bit when this one was on, and there was tweets saying it was actively bad, and then apparently the finish was great, and everyone was just like, it was fine. And it has a 6.49 rating, which I think, considering the talent involved, is objectively disappointing, you know? Yeah, I don't know that it was actively bad, but, uh, like, you know, it didn't really stand out from any other match that either team has had recently. Um, And the ending was very cool. Like, you know, uh, they did the RKO from the Frog Splash. And that's cool. I mean, you can kind of tell it was coming because they stayed on the uh, one camera for a long time. Well, Randy kind of got in position, but it was it was a cool ending, I guess, and uh, you know, inoffensive match for the most part. It probably could have been a little better. Jeremy, this was a match where it felt like they knew they had this cool ending, and so Orton just told them, "We ain't got to do a bunch of shit. All everybody's <laughs> yeah. gonna remember is this ending," yeah. and so that's what they did. The Usos are fascinating in that, like, I mean, they're objectively awesome if you just watch their, like, mechanically what they can do. But they are definitely guilty of the structure thing, too, where they, like, if they have a certain time slot, and at this point, full aim, they've done their matches so many times now that they can kind of sleepwalk through them and produce something good. Because this was probably decent good, you know, but it's just... Again, it's hard, because I didn't see it, so I'm not trying to criticise it, but, like, it probably... It's probably high time for someone to, like, mess around with the way they do their formula, is what I guess I'm getting Because I watched their match with... um Street Profits, a couple of pay-per-views back. And it was good. Mm. But the first half of it, you could tell they were just kind of waiting to get to the exciting stuff. Yeah. And that's become a real trend in modern wrestling that I don't... I mean, I'm generally pro-modern wrestling. There's a lot of good. But too much of the first half of these matches is guys waiting to get to the stuff they really want to do where they can trade their, you know, finishes and stuff. Usos used to be great at avoiding that. <clears throat> Last few times I watched them, it wasn't the case. What I read of this sounds like that. So... I don't know. Bit of a shame. But there you go. Um, 
This next one has has got a three point five one rating. <laughs> Team's bad. Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Yeah, and that kind of goes back into what I was talking about, where you know you can like a good amount of the people in the match, and just the elimination format is so hard to nail down. Like, and I think they even did some good things. Like, I think Liv and Tony were positioned well for uh, you know if they're the next two up, and Bianca winning is the right call. I think just even if she's not gonna be back in the title hunt, which she probably will, but like, I think you know that was the right call. But yeah, some of the middle stuff they just. It felt like they were trying to do too much and the crowd just wasn't engaged and uh, it just kind of became a mess for a while there. Once again, they're afraid to just beat people. They didn't want to beat Sasha, so instead they just had her team get her counted out, which was actively stupid. And then it fell into a predictable finish because once you saw that, they just said, it was four on one. Mm. And then once you saw them get Sasha counted out, it's like, oh, well, Bianca is definitely going to run through these last three and beat them, which I'm fine with. Like, make Bianca look strong. You know, I could have made her look stronger by beating Sasha Banks. Sasha ain't going to lose anything if she if she takes this fall to Bianca. Like, yeah. just beat people. They're so afraid of beating people. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Like, again, it just it feels like they try and do too much sometimes. Here's a question. We're drafting rosters tomorrow. Me, your top four big bold from this match. Sasha. Okay. Bianca. Mm-hmm. Who else is in this match? Okay, you got um, Carmella, Liv, Zelina, Rhea, Natalia, Shayna, Shotzi, Tony. Probably Rhea Live. Yeah, I'd probably go Rhea and Tony, but other than that, um, I don't have a problem with any of that, yeah. That's not Natalia? Uh, no, I don't think so. Shotzi? I like Shotzi. She's she's probably right there with Tony as in my fifth spot. Mm. Okay, look at the chat here. I'd probably, I'd probably put Shotzi over Tony, honestly. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I agree, actually, yeah. I think she gets over more kind of... Uh, yeah. She connects a bit easier. Yes. Yeah. Tony's interesting. Like, she's... There's a lot of suggest she should be an immediate name you say, but it's just like you're waiting for that final 10%, you know? Happens sometimes. It's, figure it's, out, I'm sure. it's not even totally her fault because no. I'm not sure, like, she's been so stop-start. Even on NXT, when she returned there, it's been a lot of stop-start with her so i'm not even sure mm-hmm. it's 100 her fault hopefully you know now she's in a program with charlotte we'll we'll see where that goes yeah yeah the queen by the way charlotte bow down um is it time to talk about our main event of the evening yes did you watch this um, match joseph no oh, wait go neil well just real quick like there's that weird part where they aired like a five minute Bobby Lashley video for <laughs> no real reason and it was cool like i like bobby lashley you know but First of all, it kind of made him look like a baby face and it looked like they were going to announce like a 24 or something, but they just came back and didn't acknowledge it. Um, I think so I got cool. ads because like I got the, the paid version of Peacock. I, I, don't, mm. I didn't upgrade to the free. So I think I just saw like commercials and shit for this. Yeah. So we just got like a four minute Bobby Lashley video just kind of going over his wrestling history and all that. And again, it was cool. It just felt really out of place and there's no payoff. 
The payoff was Bob, got counted um, out earlier. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, what happened to Bob in that match? Did he eliminate anyone? He, uh, he eliminated Woods, Woods, which that yeah. sucked. Yeah. So they got so they, they got Bob like they've got him right on the on the back right track again. Then yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. They didn't need to do Woods like that though. Woods got like no shine in that match, and I thought that sucked. Yeah, they've kind of undone all the King of the Ring stuff already too, which sure. you know, yeah. Um, they gave him his crown, and then they stomped it, and they're like, "There have been very mixed reviews of Biggie versus Roman Reigns." Our friend the Oracle of Wrestling liked it very much. I saw a lot of my pals saying it was very boring. I'm told the crowd took them a while and they got into it in the end. The finish is polarizing, also. Yeah. Unpack this for me, Bobby. You're you're one of the great match review men in the world. Tell me where, where you're at on this whole deal. Yeah, I mean, it took about 10 minutes to really get going, which isn't what you want, a 20-minute match. Um, and that's kind of the crowd was a little worn down by that. And, yeah, I mean, once it got going, it was very good, and I liked the final, you know, half of it. But, yeah, the you know, they kind of did the standard Roman stuff to start where he's, like, you know, talking to the crowd, talking to Big E. And, again, you can't really do that in a setting where there's actual fans there. Um, because it just doesn't resonate. Like when you're, you're in a studio, basically just, you know, faces on screens, whatever he's mic'd up better. But like I told you after SummerSlam, like if he's doing that talking stuff and you're in the live crowd, you're just, you're sitting there with no idea what's going on. Yeah. So that doesn't really work for me. Um, you know, I liked, I guess, cause there's been a complaint where the users have just continually gotten involved in this match. He hasn't been able to win without them. I'm glad he was able to win without them, but this is probably not the time I would have done it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably switch it. Right. Like he would use them here and not use them in months prior. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like don't use them against Cena. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, but yeah, overall I liked it, but a lot of that's just cause I like both these guys, but I do agree that Biggie probably uh, could have won. Like, again, you don't lose anything by, you know, having this match be lost and Roman can just go explain it away on Friday. I think uh, I think Jack talked about that the other day. Just have him go explain it away and he can do it. He's good enough. We'll talk about the finish and when Roman will eventually lose in, in a moment. Um, I know you're not a star ranking guy anymore, Bobby. You're retired. Give me like your gauge. Like, where roughly would you be on this? I'm genuinely interested. I'm not trying to be a dick. Oh, man. Like out of five, I would probably have it around three and a quarter. Like... Because I like that yeah. enough, but you know, just a good match. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Jeremy, before we get into the big picture stuff, where are you at on it as like a, just a meat and potatoes match? I was good. I thought Big E was really good. I mean, I said beforehand that he should have, he should have won this match. And mm-hmm. like when he was firing up after those Superman punches and everything, I was like, oh man, put this dude over. I don't give a shit. Like, yeah, he should have won this match. I, I stand by that. I thought. Like we know Roman is, is is Roman and like they're gonna they're gonna keep him where they're going to keep him. I thought this match meant more for Big E because you know how that system works is you know, like if this match is bad, who are we gonna blame? Like you know, what happens if this goes awry? Is Big E actually the star we think he is? I thought Big E came out of this match for the better, and I think that was kinda the goal. I mean, I know how he lost and everything. I'm talking in terms of like WWE eyes. Like did Big yeah. E do enough to prove that oh yeah, he can hang with a guy like Roman. And I think this match showed that that he could do that. And hopefully that's good things for him moving forward because he should be a very strong champion. Uh he should he should beat Rollins. I'm very scared that he's not going to, but he should keep going forward as a as a champion. 
He's lost five times since he's won the title. Jeez. I assume meaning like tags also is what I guess. Yeah, he didn't yeah. depend in those though, did he? Right. Like, I, I guess I, I get what Dave's saying. Roman's kind of an outlier in that he doesn't really do those tags. Right. Yeah. So but I get the point. Um where are you guys at? Oracle talks about this a lot, and I, I actually agree with him. And again, I haven't watched the last couple, but before that, I watched. Roman is objectively like a more dynamic character as a heel, right? Like he's he's yeah. like whether you like the current story now, they've obviously run it they're probably a little long, but he's very good at it. I am of the belief though that in ring, he's kind of. It's weird because the audience was never with him as a babyface, but he really could sell as a babyface. Yeah. And I didn't love Roman Reigns in control as the heel when I watched his big matches. No, this was an issue I had during this match. Is he still he does a lot of the WWE trope heel bullshit of, hey, let me put you in a headlock, you know, three and a half hours into this pay-per-view. And it's like yeah. nobody right. wants to watch this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Bob, where are you at on that? Kind of just, and again, it's not really like that. If we're being completely honest, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that important. But like, trying to dissect it, where are you at on Roman as a heel worker? Yeah, I think that's fair. Like, I don't, I think in ring, he probably is a little bit better as a babyface. You know, I, that popped up in the Cena match too, where a lot of his stuff is just kind of sitting there, you know, moving time along. And uh, it's not mm-hmm. always what you want, you know, especially if he's going to be in the main event and, you know, you do want to kind of up the crowd a little bit more. And, uh, yeah, no, I think there's some uh, merit to that. I think, and this is, look, this is just my take. If he does wrestle Jeff Hardy at day one, they should probably have a 12-minute match. Like, there's, you probably at some point need to, we, we learned this lesson with the New Japan epics, right? Yeah. At some point... You have to bring the goalposts in so that we're going to buy finishes moving forward because there seems to be this trend of like the first half is kind of flat for people. Mm-hmm. They know it's going to be a long match. You don't really want that to be the case, in my view, especially in the long pay per views. You've got to kind of keep the people honest, rein in a little bit, do a shorter title match, and then you can go back to the longer epics. Yeah. Um, and I think that's fair. Like, there's probably another Brock match coming either at the Rumble or Mania. That's not going to be very long, I don't think. You know, relatively speaking, when they eventually do the match with The Rock, that probably shouldn't go, you know, 20 or 25 minutes. So, yeah, I think kind of to establish that he can have those shorter matches before we go right into that is probably good. See, like, look, there's some conversation in chat here about the pacing of these matches. And mm-hmm. the thing with that is, and it's difficult, like, it's hard to say this without sounding like I'm dunking on it because I'm actually not. But, like, in that promotion especially, like, their take on storytelling is is just, like, a slower pace, mm-hmm. which they aren't always actually telling any kind of story at all. They're just, like, just going... Like, Triple H is the best example. He would do this consistently, right? Like, 25-minute match, psychology, telling stories. And it's like, sure, whatever you say, pal. I think... The best ones that I've seen Roman have, I remember the Cesaro match where Cesaro had the arm. He worked the arm and Cesaro sold it great. And you need to have some kind of target or some kind of, you know, something that he can lock in on rather than just stalling, basically. Yeah. But that's that's whatever. Um, I also don't think Josh is wrong about... I loved the first Uso match, and I think they've probably fallen in love with that a little bit as a genre. Now, the finish... 
Jeremy, I, I like the way you put that about Big E and because I think there's a lot of truth to what you say. As much as we all love Big E, there is something to be said for being opposite the top guy and, and how that looks and how it feels. The big question coming out of this is who is going to be the guy to beat Roman Reigns and will they stick the landing? I do not watch the shows, so I cannot tell you whether it's good or bad still. I think that we can all agree in theory Roman Reigns is a long-term WWE champ is like fine. Right, like this, it's something to be said for it. The key is who is going to beat him, and is it going to be worthwhile? Without that, it's just a heel winning forever and ever. Um, right now, as of this very moment, Jeremy, who's beating Roman Reigns in your opinion? Like what I think they're going to do, or what they should do? Let's start with what you expect, and then we'll circle back to fantasy booking. I fully expect a Heyman turn, and Brock gets the win, and then you flip, you have Roman's a babyface. Yeah, like that. That's what I expect mm-hmm. out of all of this. Is Brock ends up being the one to dethrone him when Heyman turns. Well, yeah, I think I would also agree with that. Like, I, I think that's what they're going to do. That's not necessarily what I think they should do. I mean, I would obviously have a lot of interesting uh, mixed emotions about that. But um, yeah, indeed. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, it does feel like Brock's increasingly likely. Kiwi mentions here Drew. And yeah. certainly, like, that feels feasible. I just... I don't want to do this again and dunk on poor Drew, you know? <laughs> but like, you really get to do an 18-month heel title reign and be like, yeah, I go ahead, Drew McIntyre. It's like... That, to me, just... That's so lame to me. I mean, I can only tweet myself, like... I just think that's kind of brutal. No, I get it. Like, it does help solidify Drew, though. Like, you know, beating Brock and Roman. Oh, it and, does. Yeah. But, so, I mean, to get, you know, another guy as, like, a definitive top guy, I can see why they're going to do it. And, I mean, I actually, I like Drew. Um, you know, I don't think he's bad. I just, I, I kind of wish. But do you, so, here's the question. It would be good booking for Drew to win that match mm. for Drew. And there's a lot to be said for Drew, and I'm not here to say he sucks or that he's like a job guy. He's he's a player. Mm-hmm. Is Drew whoever beats Roman? You're basically saying like this next chapter of our promotion is built around you. You ended the most dominant heel title reign in the history of our promotion. Basically, is Drew really that guy? Does he really hold up to the Titans of yesteryear? Do you look at him and say, yeah, that's the guy to lead us forward, or do you say what I would say, which is He's a good guy to have around the main event scene. You rotate him in and out. Yeah, I mean, that's really the question because, like, if the answer is no, I don't know that there is someone that the answer is yes for, which seems like an issue. Indeed. Um, you know? Well, I think the guy that he wrestled on, on last night seems like a better candidate to me. Yeah, but... you could still do that. Like, it's, it's yeah. not out of the realm of possibility to still do that, you know, have Biggie win the Rumble and jump over or whatever. I mean, there's ways to get there. That feels like the actual right choice. Jeremy, where are you at on this whole thing? I think Biggie is kind of the right choice, regardless of, of the loss last night. Um, looking at that roster, like there, there's not another name that really jumps out. You know the name that jumps out to me is is Woods, and they'll, they'll never do it, but that's a name that jumps out to me of mm-hmm. – that completes the the new day kind of WWE title mm-hmm. hat trick type of thing, but I, they definitely don't see Woods as a guy like that. I do. 
because I think Woods is tremendous and there's a lot of crossover appeal with him, but they definitely don't see him as that guy. Yeah. There is like, I haven't really seen him wrestle. So I say this with a complete restraint. There is something to be said for a guy like uh, Brom Breaker in the sense that like he's, he'd be brand new. And I'm not saying yeah. him specifically because I haven't seen enough until like, yeah, it should definitely be him. Um, I don't know. I It does feel like they, they're in danger of booking themselves in a corner, but like I can't really dunk on it until I see what they do. Does that make sense? Like, Because if Big E wins the Rumble, let's say Big E gets screwed out of the title on the Rumble and then enters the Rumble and wins the match. And he's like, you know what? I know I can kick Seth Rollins' ass. I did it at day one. There's only one guy left that I haven't beat. It's Roman Reigns. I'm going to smack that. If they do that, I haven't really got a criticism of any of this because to me that would cement Big E as like the guy to build around. So I can only criticize it when it comes, but it's fair. I think anyone that's cautious about where they're going has a lot of reason to be because like they haven't got the greatest track record, you know? Yeah, exactly. So it's difficult. Um I do hope they have something like this. I will say, and I they, Bob, they I, have I know no it's, idea. They have right, no um, idea. Let's be honest. They have Bob's, no idea. It's complicated for Bob. I mean, we can all agree. Like Brock is not the choice. Like, come on. Yeah. Brock doesn't need that shit. He ended the streak seven years ago. Come on, man. Exactly. Dude's fine. He doesn't need any more wins. Like he can beat guys. He doesn't need that win. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you on like just having. Braun Breaker come in and do it and immediately establishing him as kind of your top guy and giving him that big push right off the bat. That's the only guy is you look at the names in NXT and they've tried to throw a lot of stuff out there. And I don't think like a ton of it has stuck. Um, they don't see Carmelo as that guy. Mm-hmm. I think that's about the only other name that sort of like jumps out as potentially maybe you you actually watch NXT O'Neal. Like, is there somebody from NXT that could potentially do it? No, I mean, Carmelo and Braun Breaker are the only two people in NXT who actually, like, seem like they'd be ready in time, like, for this to even be, like, a feasible argument. And I don't think either of them are going to do it, though. When when do you do this is the other question. Because, Joseph, you're talking Big E wins Rumble, you do it at Mania. Some people are saying, like, he ain't losing that title until like, he's got to do a rock program, potentially. Not this Mania, but next Mania. And he, he ain't losing the title until after that. Like, people are so, thinking that, like, oh, Josh Baker has a good point. Maybe they're waiting on Gable Stevenson. Sorry to hear that. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, look, here's the deal with this. If you booked your TV like certain other promotions and Roman just, like, was a thing that kind of loomed over the promotion and he wrestled big matches every every six weeks. Mm-hmm. You could have Roman as champ for two and a half years. When you do TV how they do, where he where the champion has to open and close every TV and being on four segments in between, there's no way the audience wants another 18 months for Roman as champ. I'm sorry. I, and I, look, I'm speaking for everyone, but like people that are friends of mine that love Roman are kind of like ready for this story to do something yeah. else. Yeah, because even if you even if you want to do Drew at like uh, you know that UK show, that's still going to be next summer. So, you know, six or seven months from now, still. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it's it's mania that he should lose the title? Yeah. Then? O'Neal. I do. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I would think like, you know, if you're not going to do Roman and Rock at this year's Mania, just have whoever wins the Rumble make that your guy. Just go with that. The Rock thing is so hard too because like, if you can do the Rock match, you do it. Like it's obviously mega, but. It's also a pain in the ass because if you're waiting to get to Rock, like Rock can't really beat Roman because then it just makes your promotion, like it makes the roster look even worse, right? Yeah, like he beats everyone for three years and then Rock comes back after a decade off and beats him. It's like, to me, that sucks almost more than any of it. <laughs> so, but then alternatively, if Roman beats Rock, it's like, so then what, you've, what have you waited for? Maybe that shouldn't be the title is what I'm getting at. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I think if you're not going to do Rock and Roman until next year's mania 39 you don't you don't need to keep the belt on roman that long and that program that program never needed a belt it was like never about the world title it's just it's a marquee match and it looks good on a marquee and on a poster and yeah there's obviously a story there family and and blood and everything like it's not like it's just looks good on a poster there's that some actual meat to it and everything but it's certainly the meat is not, Hey, it's for the title. The rocks coming back to dethrone this person and take the title back for his family type of Mm -hmm. deal. How you listen to a lot of interviews, Jeremy, how real is the kind of lingering question of Roman's future regarding what else he'd like to do with his life? Because I don't know how old he is, but he's been a top guy in WWE now for legitimately like seven years. And if mm-hmm. he wants to act, I don't think anyone could begrudge that. Like, you can go and do it, go and do it. Is that a real thing to discuss? Uh, so Roman is 36. So it's not like he's, yeah. he's really that old. Um, he did say, and this is very curious. I'll actually find the exact quote. I don't want to to misquote him on this. Um, I mean, he was on 36 Fallon. is, I mean, he looks incredible and he's, he's certainly not old, but it isn't like, like if he wants to be a leading man, I would guess he's going to probably make that move like relatively soon you know yeah so so here is the the exact quote um it was on it wasn't fallon actually it was, it was michael k show uh and he was asked about going to hollywood he said we'll have to see i think they i think there are going to be some moves made here pretty soon there's always speculation with contract talks that portion of it is my business people who dive deep enough i'm sure they can uncover and turn enough stones to figure out the time frame that's something I want to dabble in and gain more experience. I want to use the tools I've learned. So, and then he just talks about like transitioning to Hollywood and he says like, it's a young man's game. You know, he's taking a lot of bumps and everything, but he feels he's, he's done enough in yeah. WWE that if he goes to Hollywood, he can be successful there. This stuff about like, there's always speculation, but contract stuff and if people can turn enough stones to figure out time frame makes me believe that this contract is kind of up sooner rather than later and when it is up there's going to be something worked out to where he's more on a part-time role that's exactly (laughs) it he could easily demand the brock contract right yeah and you know he's going to be i think very highly of roman as as a performer he's going to be a fascinating piece of wrestling history when he does become one of those guys and we can kind of look at his full-time run front to back because like Good lord, what a weird, interesting time he's had. I mean, he's main evented like five WrestleManias, and four of them the audience decided before they started they didn't want to watch. Like he's had yeah. one of the strangest careers you could ever imagine, and I think a lot of it isn't his fault. He's incredibly good at what he does. It's just it's just been weird, and in a lot of ways he's kind of the face of like 
of much fan resentment. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Which is kind of fascinating too. And again, that's not on him, it's just his way it is. But mm-hmm. he'll be interested in that regard. It's something to think about. If he is going to be a part timer soon, though, as she's not said, they better like get ready to do whatever they got to do because, you know, him just like keeping the belt and going and doing movies and shit and going full Brock would be incredible. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's a conversation worth having too that I was actually having with uh, Jack Crosby the other day. Like, uh-huh. you know, what Jack does Crosby. it look like when if Roman goes and acts or Becky and Sasha go and act? If you lose like two of those three, you know, who's next up? And it's there's not like a clear answer, which not great. I mean, women's division they at least have Bianca. Yeah, Bianca at least comes in and, and fills one of those roles. They've they had Rhea for a bit, especially after the yeah, Rumble. women's division. Mm-hmm. I feel like the women are like you'd be easier to rehab the women that are kind of floating yeah. right now. You know, yeah, that's fair. The men, it's more challenging. Yeah. Montez Ford's interesting. I don't know if they see Montez as that guy. I don't either, but like he's interesting to me, you know. Yeah. Like, something to him as a player. Um, I'm with you. I've always thought Woods could do more. He'd be fascinating as like an actual full-time top guy. Mm-hmm. Just be interesting to see what that looks like. But I don't know. I mean, their approach to it is probably we'll just you know cross that bridge when we get to it. So we might as well do yeah. the same as viewers, but. It certainly is, is an interesting time in the World Wrestling Federation. Now, I would like to make this a new bit that we only do when Bob has to review WWE shows. Right now, I would like everyone in the chat who watched the Survivor Series to give it a mark out of 10. Jeremy Lambert, you go first. What would you give the Survivor Series? Um, I like two matches. It was too long. I'll give it a two. Hmm. Two out of 10. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I did like two matches as well. Um, I'm a big Omos guy, so I'll give him that one also. Um, <laughs> I think it was too long, but they do have me at least a little curious of what this stupid egg stuff's going to be. So I'll go, I'll go four and a half. It's fine. Yeah, but the egg stuff is more for tonight. Yeah, that's true. Dude, it rules so much that Bob described like a seven eight and was like, I'll give it a four and a half. <laughs> right oh, the EP, the EP has yeah. also given it a two. A two again, yeah. wow. Well, a big part of it. I don't like how they do Survivor series. Like the brand versus brand stuff isn't for me. How it would sucks. you do it, Bob? Like just team Roman do that kind of thing again? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Why not? That's what I would do. 
What, you're not into it being the All-Star game? No, not really. Like, the elimination match is, like, you can do it like that and it's fine, but maybe if you're going to do it like that, you'd have... Um... Just to explain, because this is one of my favorite bits. Like, that is now what, like, the Mecca has rebranded it. Like, it's this, it's the All-Star game of WWE. And every time that shit hits my time, I'm like, who likes the All-Star game? That's kind of the other thing, too, right? Like, yeah. Does anyone want to? You watch it, really? Like, I love when guys just walk out on the All Star game. I mean, that legit happens, though. They're like, I ain't doing this shit. Like, the, the All Star game, like, it's a fun thing where the players get to take it easy and, like, you know, it's good for the community they go to and all that stuff. But, like, no one really loves the All Star game, the actual game itself. There was the one when they changed the format last year, it was great. Yeah. But stakes. generally, yeah. in the last 10 years, the All-Star game is not saying that anyone is like, man, that's my favorite game of the year. Right, and, so, yeah. and here's the thing. Is like, <laughs> when they changed the format and it became like about money at the end and for charity and stuff, like the players yeah. kind of gave a shit about it. And when they did like the fantasy draft, it wasn't just East versus West, pick, pick everything. Like when they changed that up, that's when the players and the fans cared about it a little bit more. WWE is the complete opposite, where it's still just East versus West format, no actual stakes. It pops me. I agree with Bob. I actually would like the team thing too. I'll be real with you. I think the brand thing can really work. You just need to do it in a world where the draft is different. It can't be six weeks before Survivor Series. Yeah. yeah. Like the first, when they first brought the brand to put back in 2016, that Survivor Series match was awesome. Because mm-hmm. you knew what brand everyone was on because they'd only just got those, like they hadn't been on brands the whole time. You need to change it so that you have trades that we can kind of make note of rather than just doing one draft every year where you switch the whole roster. It's, it's confusing, it's dizzy, and make us relate wrestlers to their roster and you'll have a better case, I think, in the grand scheme of things. But that's just me. Um, you know, so I like that. I'd, I'd do pick teams. Do, don't do that champion versus champion stuff. Do the champions pick their teams. Mm-hmm. Like give Biggie a team, give Roman a team, and he gets to draft. And you know what? He can draft from SmackDown, so he could draft Kofi and Woods. That's yeah, that's right to that. To. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I wonder how much differently we're talking about this show if it's you know the Bloodline and two other guys against you know New Day and two other guys in the five on five match. You know, yeah. Like- the, the five on five is kind of fascinating because like I don't think I'm talking out of turn to say that most of them are bad. Like historically, like the original yeah. ones are terrible. Yeah. Yes. The best ones generally, other than 2016, which I adore, the one I just mentioned, the best ones are the ones where they have a stake and a story, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so the one with Dolph comes to mind, the one where um, Bischoff and Austin have their whole shit going on. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, you know, the real play is you, you go back to try to write like, some sort of story around the match, you know. I don't, mm. I'm like, and you guys know me. That's not really my thing. So I'm not saying I would love it. I'm just saying we have seen them do ways, creative ways, find creative ways to tell these stories. This feels like an awful uncreative way of doing it. Is what I'm. I guess I'm getting at. So there you go. That was the Survivor Series. Um, Bob, I think you're about done, pal. Right? Yeah. No, this is a lot of fun. I'm glad uh, we were able to do this. And uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, Bobby. Bye. See you Wednesday. (laughs) Good Bob. Bless him. So, Jeremy? Joseph. Did you like Turning Point? Let's not do like a formal. Let's just talk. Did you like Turning Point? 
I thought it was fine. And I didn't like that it started so late because I was expecting it to start at eight. I'm on this Joseph. I'm very mad at how like so mad about fucking it. show started. <laughs> that's dude. when the that's when the UFC main cards start though, Jeremy. Yeah, because I love that. I love staying up till ten o'clock for a UFC show. Would you prefer if they played um Face the Pain? Oh the start of it. That would have been so much better. Dude, honestly. imagine like highlight reel of like the inspiration, like you know, Cassie hitting like school kicks while face the pain play. That'd be awesome. What was um, your favorite match of the night, Joseph? My favorite match of the night, I'm looking at my notes here, I would say was Ace Austin and Chris Saban. Yes. Okay. We're on the same page there. Okay, good. So that was the opener. And yeah. I have to say, like, Chris Saban is just what, what an outrageous. He was, I mean, he his knee was... He tore it like twice, like seven, eight years ago now. Right? Remember, it was a big thing, and everyone was kind of like, "He's done." He had the running ring of honor, which was good, and I liked it. But it wasn't certainly wasn't motorcycle machine guns at their at their peak. Um, in this impact run, he's been awesome. He he just looks like he's completely figured out how to wrestle at this point in his life and maximize what he has left, and he's still real good. This was to me, Jeremy, kind of like. Peak, and I'm not saying it's a classic, but to me, this is what I want from like junior heavyweight cruiserweight yeah. X division wrestling. He was up pace, but it wasn't like a car crash, yeah. you know. The stuff still stuck, it all looked good, it was paced really neatly. It wasn't showy in a way where like um, it left the rest of the car with no chance to follow it. It was just a really nice match that set the stage perfectly for everything else, which whether you think they followed it or not. I mean, it was our favorite match, but whatever. Um, on paper, I don't like him beating Ace Austin, but based on the story they're telling about, you know, I beat Chris Saban, I get it. And Chris did a really good job of spotlighting Ace um, throughout the match, so it didn't really hurt him much. I really liked it. I haven't really got much else to say. Jeremy, what about you? I mean, we both have favorite match. What do you think? Yeah, yeah it was my favorite. I didn't – I'm with you. I didn't love that Chris Saban won. I assume Ace gets that win back. Um, maybe at hard to kill, maybe some type of step match. I don't know, yep. but he's got to get that win back at some point. If not, then it makes less sense that that Saban is going to win. But you know, I, I would invest more in Ace Austin. Like it looked like they were going to put the title on him at one point a couple years ago. I think Demore even said it, or Dreamer said it via Demore that the, the Tessa stuff they were going to get the title on Ace, and then mm-hmm. things kind of went awry there. Uh, and then since then, like he's just kind of been in this tag team thing with, with Fulton, and it seems like he's right there every single time, and they just don't pull the trigger on it. And I'm a little bit worried about that because Impact's track record with this stuff ain't great. And I mean, I don't know if Ace Austin is like fleet bound or, or WWE bound or anything, but when you got these guys and you have a chance to to make somebody, like you got to do it before the crowd just stops caring. And that's where I'm worried about. And Chris Bay is kind of in a similar situation, um, but I'm I'm worried that they're they're just late when it comes to pulling the trigger on these guys. Right. So according to Fightful's little you know contract expiration, which obviously that stuff is often from like interviews with the themselves, where sometimes they're being kind of cavalier and just talking, right? But we have April 2022, so it could be a case of. Both parties kind of know that the end is nigh. I don't know yeah. that, Jeremy. I completely agree with your core point of how the hell every time I watch these shows, it feels like he's in the exact same position. <laughs> I have to be honest, and I say this someone that thinks pretty highly of him, 
I worry a little bit for him in an AEW right now because yeah. that is it's a very uh, loaded roster and it's tough yeah. to stick out. And he's a guy that like he'll have real good matches, but in terms of a, an actual push, I don't know. They got a lot of options right now. So, but you know, I if if I'm Ace, like he's still very young. If I'm Ace, I'm probably let, let's assume that the April date is correct. I I'm probably sticking around. I'm resigning for maybe like a two year deal. And yeah. then hoping that, like, in that two years, they actually now that you've committed two years to them, they will commit to you, and and they give you that run. I agree totally from a career perspective. The big, obviously, X factor is what kind of money are we talking? You know? Yeah, obviously. I know that's difficult for us to talk to, but like, it's a very real factor in these yeah, things. Look, if if AEW is offering double the amounts and, and yeah. everything, then he's probably like, yeah, all right, let me take this. I'm young. Let me take that security and, and mm-hmm. be on with it. Because um, it's not like he, he'll flounder in AEW. Like he'll continue to no, 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 yeah. like he'll, he'll have good matches. Yeah. He'll get some stories. He can probably still work indies and everything. And yeah, if it's double money, you're going to take that. But yeah, I'm looking at it just from – all thing money being equal, which obviously probably not the case, but money being equal, I would try to invest uh, in impact and hope they invest in me. So I'd say the next best matches were the two big title matches in very different ways. Moose and Eddie yeah. Edwards, who just, they decided they were going to not leave the ring until they'd, you know, they were going to do whatever it took to produce a main event worthwhile. And they did that. Like, I, yeah. you know, um, and we had Mercedes and Mickey, which was a very different match. One I liked also, which did you, which do you prefer, Jeremy? Which should we talk about first? I like Mercedes and Mickey better. Okay. I have some it's really one big gripe about the main event that we'll get into. We'll get uh, to it. So yeah. Mickey James versus Mercedes Martinez. <clears throat> you kind of know it would be good because they're both such great pros, but like matches like this are kind of fascinating to me in the sense that like formula and structure and ideas wise, this is just like bare bones pro wrestling. But if you do it right and you commit to your role in that equation, you can just have a really nice match with ease. And these two did that. Like, Mickey is the baby face. Just out-wrestled her early. You know, and, and there was like a nice little shine where she was a step ahead on the mat. Mercedes then inevitably just punches her in the face because she's had enough of that. She kicks the shit out of Mickey, who's always been one of the best baby faces in peril ever. She's great at that. She's awesome selling. You know, and then you, you go into the finish. The finish was a little wonky, obviously, because the, they had, like, a timing issue on the DDT. That is what it is. And you set up the Diona uh, post-match. And it's like, I don't know how long this was. Probably 10 to 12 minutes. Felt very short. Yeah, but, like, like, like I would have probably given it more time. But there's something to be said for that also. Right. right? Like, Yeah, I mean, you mentioned kinda... it earlier. Like, you don't need these Roman Reigns matches going 20 minutes. I don't right. need any type of epic. Here. And here's the thing, too. Everyone in the world knew who was winning the match because they, they were clearly going back to Deonna and Mickey. And Mercedes, as far as I know, is just coming in and out. As far as I, like, I don't think she's signed officially, is, is she? I mean, I hope she is. Mercedes, but... no, I don't think she's officially right. signed. Either. Everyone kind of knew where this was going. So why kind of overreach when you can just produce a really nice, concise, compact knockout title match? And that's what they did. And I think they, they know that Mickey's still got, and Mercedes, man, they're still real good, right? Yeah. <laughs> they still got a lot to offer. Yeah, that, I, I enjoyed this match. And like you said, the, it didn't try to go outside the box or anything with this. Like, they're, they're two seasoned vets and pros, and that's the type of match they worked. And when you are this good, but they didn't sleepwalk through it. 
either because we, we've discussed that earlier and they they didn't do that they just went out there and worked the style of the match that they needed to work and it was good like nothing, nothing really bad to say about it i, I like the post-match angle with diana because you knew that rematch was, was coming and then they announced the uh the knockouts x division match as well mm-hmm. which should be something absolutely now jeremy tell me the uh tell me your gripe with the with the main event i'm intrigued all the run-in stuff. Oh, yeah. I yeah, I didn't I didn't need all that. Like, I, it 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 just made a, a match that was long, and it it was fine that it, it was long, but it made it unnecessarily longer. I didn't I need agree. that. I didn't need that run-in stuff. And do you know the the main event for Hard to Kill? I do. Uh, yeah, I don't want to. Okay. Can we spoil? Because if it was bad, do we? Can we bring O'Neill back just to wave at people? Is he still here? No, he's not. Oh, the spoiler. I remember we did that <laughs> yeah, bit. Sorry. Yeah. I thought he was just sitting there backstage watching. I was like, sure. <laughs> um, I, I won't talk about what that match is. We need to talk about the general issue. But, yeah, um, I will say I love that they did, like, just a nice – and I mean this sincerely. I love that they did just, like, the nice opening of a world title match. And they did that absolute, like, wrestling's version of a jump scare into the big table bump. You know, yeah. like they were just doing like chop exchanges and they were easing and building it up. And then Moose took that table and that looked like hell, that one he took over the top. Yeah. Um, and then it became a plunder. And, they, you know, these matches aren't my favorite, but they did a good a job as you can with it, I thought. Very well done. It's just a little bit long, uh, quite a bit long, even being honest. But, you know, I get it. Excess is everywhere now. Um, lots of weaponry as advertised. The, the damn sunset flip bomb onto the ladder, man. Poor Eddie's legs like look like crumble within themselves. It was brutal. They kicked the shit out of each other. I agree with you on the on the run-ins. And I think it's worth saying that like whether you love this promotion or you hate it, I think anyone that's being objective can agree that it's a wrestling promotion trying its best that still really lacks true viable top guys. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean guys that are stars from outside that you bring in. It means like Chris Bay is a perfect example of where if he had been chess, this imagine just remove all history that's happened. Okay, imagine Chris Bay had been the world champion in Impact for a year. He is a talent that would demand the wrestling world kind of say, "Listen, that's their guy." Or I view him as a star. You know, he's as good as the guys that are stars on the other channels. And I think there's parts that Moose definitely has some of that. Some of the other guys involved in this picture. I think are very valuable, very talented. When you're trying to be a major league promotion, that's what you're trying to like, you know, portray. I don't think they should be as high up on the card as they are. And, you know, we haven't talked about it. We don't really need to. Morrissey and Cardona's match to me was just, you know, WWE mid card match on a pay view. And that's fine. Only both like Cardona, especially, but it's just, it's, they're lacking top guys that the, that the viewer that doesn't watch every week can say, I could see him main event in an AEW pay-per-view. I could see him being a top guy in other promotions. You need that because without that, you very much feel secondary, which I think is saying Impact's been struggling with like the whole time they haven't had you know, Kenny or whoever. I, I like Cardona in a different setting than Impact, and that really just says GCW. Like, Because yeah. I, I, in, in Impact, he's just... He's doing the Mac Cardona thing, right? Like it, do, it doesn't feel fresh. It doesn't feel outside the box or anything. And at least in GCW, that's what that felt like. 
Uh, and Morrissey, I could I could leave him. I can he's whatever. Uh, so I didn't need that run in. I don't need what they're what they're building to with with that. But as far as you know, Moose and Eddie Edwards goes, yeah, they it didn't sound like the crowd cared about those matches to start. And by the end of it, they they certainly did because they were bumping their ass off and, and doing mm-hmm. some dangerous shit. And you know, the crowd's gonna gonna enjoy that that stuff. Moose winning, obviously, that was really never in doubt. Um, but like they turned around, more power to them. It overall overall it was a good match to, to cap off like a, a fine show. I think the other big thing from this show, unless you got anything else about Cardona. I have I some mean, Oh yes, yeah, so, sorry. I get what you mean about that particular thing. No, I'm good. I, that's about okay. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the other big thing from the show was uh, Jonah Bronson Reed debuting and attacking Josh Alexander to delay Josh Alexander stuff again, which I, I still don't feel great about that. But it's building heat, brother. Um, I, I think I think Jonah in Impact is is a good call. He he's a guy who can like kind of come in and potentially be a top guy for the company because he does feel a little bit fresh, a little bit new and like he works well. We'll see. He doesn't need to be like super, super good promo guy or anything like that. But I liked his attack. It certainly established him right off the bat, kicking the shit out of Josh Alexander, who's a, a former champion for 30 seconds. It's really hard for me, Jeremy, because I think the angle was done well. If it was, if it took place in a different promotion and what i mean by that is i love the blood deal that is awesome but like how do i put this impact probably needs to adjust the fact that the people that are attending these shows don't seem to be the kind of folks that are watching shows like this and know everything's going on in the wrestling scene because when jonah came out the reaction was just like dude you know these vegas shows the, these people aren't wrestling fans. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, like the, the Vegas shows have never they've never done well. It's just like they're in Vegas. It's something to do on a Saturday night, and so they they show up. Like that's how it's always yeah. been. Whether it's ROH running these shows or whether it's Impact running these shows, this is how the Vegas crowds have always always felt. It's different for WWE because you know it's. It's WWE. They're running it's a lot more people as well. And shit. Yeah, and same <laughs> and same with AEW. Like AEW does fine with Vegas shows because if they're traveling, they're going to see AEW. People aren't traveling to go see Impact. You're just getting like local people just coming in off the strip on a right. Saturday night. Yeah, it feels like I need to adjust that because I I kind of felt bad for him in that. No matter how you portrayed it, you could tell that the people didn't really fully know how to react. Yeah, and um, the angle was good. The idea was good. It's just, I don't know. I have a lot of problems. I first, I don't know why. I understand he's probably doing like a tribute to the Japanese wrestlers and like the caps, the all caps name, you know, because he's a big fan of Japanese wrestling and that's like a thing, especially for the big villains sometimes. But I feel like Jonah Rock is a much better name than just Jonah. But Jonah all caps. Go off. Um, he's fascinating, man. I don't know where I'm at on him. I've never known. This is not me being like a fed bootlicker. I didn't know when he worked there. I, but he has moments where it's like, wow, he's incredible. But then he, I never quite – that this angle was great for a big badass, but I never quite buy him as that, which is, you know, I'm sure he could kick the shit out of me. <laughs> but, like, he never quite clicks for me as, like, a big monster, you know? 
he always just seems kind of like a big old friendly, you know, cuddly bear. And I'm sure he's not. I'm sure he'd like to kick the shit out of me for just saying this. But <laughs> whenever I see him presented as like a really formidable, dangerous top guy, I just never buy it. And that's like, I don't try to be, he seems like a really nice guy. I'm just, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I don't any edge from him. Like, it frustrates me. And I think that's that's obviously what he's going for here. And yeah. we will see if he'll be able to to kind of pull it off. Because I, based on the interviews I've listened to, this is something he's wanted to do. He didn't want to come in as, you know, Bronson Reed guy. You know, what's the Bronson Reed face? I don't even want to do it. Yeah. That. He didn't want to do that. People people wanted it. So you got to give people what they want, Joseph. Uh, he didn't want to do that. So he wanted to come in as, as you know, an ass kicker type of guy, a guy yeah. with an edge. And I thought they did a good job trying establishing that off the I bat. Take- I mean, you know, we will see where it goes and if he can keep that up on a weekly television. But I thought it was a good start for him. And and we'll, we'll see where it goes. The booking was per- like I just it's his performance that I'm kind of if you fair, know. not even in this present, just generally. But I'll, I'll, give, I'll give him a shot by not watching the television weekly. It's a good pickup, nonetheless. Um, what else happened on this show? Like the Good Brothers match where they're like, it's <laughs> one in like two minutes. <laughs> match was so strange because they like they started off. By like getting 30 seconds of heat on machine gun. And they reverse the heat to Chris Bay, which is what everyone expected them to do. And then you build to Hikalao's hot tag. Which they kind of did, but then they reversed it back again and they instead built to like a big man clash between Gallows and Hikalao. And then they did a Chris Bay hot tag, which fed directly into the finish, which they seem to win every match like with some kind of, you know, that's what they're going for, like striker put over that way. Yeah. But like Striker on the... It's like Gallows pulls Chris Bay's leg and Machine Gun goes over and hooks him and try, you know pins him. And Striker's call legitimately was like, are they going to win with this? <laughs> and they won with this. <laughs> and I was just like, I didn't know what to... I didn't even know how to... Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, feels like this match, in terms of the story, in terms of all of it, should have had some juice and, like, there was none. No. Which seems bad. Because here's the thing, and call me a bootlicker. What they actually did was fine. It was really short. Yeah. Which, like, shorter than any matches Impact ever books on their pay-per-views. They always give everything like 10 to 12 minutes, for better and worse. This was really short. It was strange. Um, so, yeah, that was there. Where else have we got here? The X Division title match. Was good, but it was a lesser version of the match they did at Bound for Glory, which I was told I had to watch, which was admittedly very good. I like Macklin a lot. I don't know, yeah. like, I think they actually deserve a lot of credit for the role they've found for him here because it's kind of weird and I would never have predicted it would work, but it actually is pretty awesome. Finish yeah. was. Hmm. I mean, I get what they're going for. Probably not the the way to do it. Yeah, it um, came across like a mess up, which is not what you yeah, want, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, there. If people are going to explain, well, they, he hasn't beat Macklin. Yeah, I get it. Like he could have just pinned what's his name in the match. And yeah, still and then Macklin comes Macklin. in. He's like, yeah, exactly. yeah. Like you didn't um, have to do the finish this way. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I'm with you. But it was a good match. It wasn't as good as the, as the Bound for Glory match, and yeah, the finish was what it was. Absolutely. Now, 
I do want to give some credit because we just talked about old Jonah, and here's another rep that I wasn't like particularly high on when they left, and I think they've done a good job. From what the Bound for Glory match I saw, like in pieces, it was okay. I was impressed by what the inspiration did in ring in this match. Oh, good. I was impressed by what they did in this match. <laughs> and they're good as like uh, look, are they the greatest in ring no, right. team of all time? No, but like as a act as an act, yeah. Yeah. They're good. Okay. No, they're a good act. Good. They've always been a good act. But like in ring, this is the probably the best I've ever seen the rest of the tag team. And like they had some nice just it was just standard impact structures their matches quite tightly generally speaking, and they're benefiting from that because I had some concerns that when they left, they're kind of – the fact that you could just do what you wanted almost would hurt them. The fact they're an impact, they actually is a perfect fit with them, which we all kind of believed anyway, right? They can do yeah. the cutesy backstage vignettes that everyone loves. Then they can go out there and, and you know, have sound tag matches, which what this was, and they were good in this match, man. Like, it's the best I've ever seen Jesse McKay wrestle in my life. Cassie was good. They had some snappy heel stuff. They worked with some focus, with some intensity. It was good shit. Good for them. And, like, the act is – I agree. The act is kind of money, if we're being real. You know? Like, is there's something yes. to be said for it. It's like, it does feel like they're bigger stars than most people on the show, which, based on the tradition of Impact Wrestling, I give that about three months until they feel like every other person on the show. If you don't believe us, just listen to what we just said about the Good Brothers. Bless can't do so much is what it is. Um, you know, but I, good for them. It's a, it really is a promotion that's almost like built to their strengths, which is hilarious. And I watched the pre-tape before this match. And I was like, of course, this is what they're doing. You know, <laughs> like getting locked in rooms by the decay and shit. I was like, oh. it was good. It was good. Good stuff. Um, anything on that, Jeremy, on the inspiration that you just deemed good? Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm with you on that like that's i think i think they're a good act are they are they the best in ring no but they don't need to be the best in ring I agree. like oh, as a as an overall package i mean you said it they feel like a bigger deal than anybody else on the show that takes talent i like that absolutely like the they should have made it i did not see the two pre-show matches jj the show is three hours long now uh eric young's back I like Eric Young. Happy for him to be back. They just had a steady tag match. They worked to the Rhino hot tag. That's what I mean by structure. They're pretty tight with that. It was fine. VSK looked good in his match with Rich Swan. This was like, a, again, they felt like a TV match supporting a bigger angle, which I get you have to do when you do monthly specials. It's difficult. The last little stretch was quite good. Um, Morrissey and Cardona, we touched. Any of you on those extra matches, Jeremy? VSK, Rich Swan. Violent by Design, any of that stuff? Nope. <laughs> Fair. All right, well, that was TNA Turning Point. Sorry, sorry. Impact Wrestling Turning Point. Um, it was a nice little show. I didn't dislike it. Montel says, what is your guys' overall total impact as a promotion these days? I think they are. Hmm. How do I answer that? Around. They could be doing worse. They're hard they to kill. Doing better. Heard that? They're hard to kill, yeah. yeah. I think they have some nice pieces. I think that the television situation is obviously not ideal. I think personally, and people may say I'm being a dick or being mean, but 
I think it's like the difference in hype is very noticeable since Kenny dropped the belt. Yes. Which I I would suggest seems bad. That's not all there for. If AEW wouldn't let wouldn't play ball, I get it. I understand it's difficult. But like it's a it, Basically, it's a nice little wrestling promotion that needs a couple of guys that I really buy as, like, main event wrestlers. I don't know if they're going to... I can't believe I'm doing this again. I don't know if they're going to get Bud Matt. Oh, Joseph. But Joseph, no. 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 We're not doing that. JJ, okay. I'm, I'm not sure. He wrestled on the XPW show, so, like, I don't think he's hurt. He, he just wrestled this month. He's a hilarious one. He doesn't do anything in Impact. Yeah. He fucking rules. Imagine having Willie Mack and just having him as just a guy while you push. God only knows who. Anyway, now, I have a funny story to tell. You see young JJ in the chat. Yes. TNA bootlicker. Factual. He has been uh, embroiled in quite the feud with our friend to confirm shoot, who publicly fired him on the Late Night Grin as the head of Late Night Grin PR. He's now only the distraction. He has been banished from the Late Night Grin um, office. And the confirmed shoot woke up on Sunday morning to an I one clip in response to this video. And shoot immediately assumed that Bud Matt had debuted on TNA Turning Point because obviously <laughs> why else would you send an I one? I can tell everyone that two days later, confirmed shoot still does not know why JJ said he won. Doesn't have a bit of understanding <laughs> it. Doesn't know it was in reference to Jonah. So if you can tell me that, JJ, I'd appreciate it. I'll tell him. So yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot to be said for that. I I assume that it's just impact turning point happened, and JJ <laughs> was fired up about it. That's probably yeah. like that's legitimately what it probably is. He's about to answer here in a second once the video catches up. But I assume that's what it was. It's just that's what happened. Thanks. I did want to talk about uh, another thing that I meant to bring up with O'Neill, but to me, it's like, no, it's like such not a big deal that I forgot about it until now. Were you disappointed that The Rock didn't show up at Survivor Series? I'll be, I'll be totally honest here. I couldn't give... It, it means so little to my life, Dwayne Johnson showing up. I couldn't care less. I think, objectively, they are buffoons for doing what they did and making me respect The Rock, the biggest star in the world. But, like, me personally, I have no interest in seeing Dwayne do his promo. Like, I'm, that's just me. I'm not saying that's right, right. Like, it's a big deal. But I have no interest whatsoever in seeing him do a rock parody in 2021. I'm sorry. Do you care, Jeremy? Like, in your heart. Like, I mean, seriously. Like, if, if The Rock showed up, I would have been completely fine with that. I like The Rock. He's he's great. <laughs> sure, yeah, he, I like him too. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, the last time he was on television, that 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 segment with Corbin. Exactly. The crowd still loves it, so bless him. But that shit ain't aging too well. <laughs> and, you know... Um, did I, I didn't think he was going to show up because all the reports said he wasn't going to show up. And then this is where you get into the situation of, well, they're really leaning into this stuff. So what are they doing here? And then you, you, you know, as wrestling fans are like, oh, they're working with the reports and Roman saying he's, he hasn't heard anything. And the rock, like legitimately the rock saying, I'm not going to be there. Like he's magic Johnson. <laughs> and like, th these are real comments and people are like, Oh, he's showing up though. They're working, brother. They're working. And, like that's, that's how people think. Like I didn't think he was going to show up, but was I intrigued at the end? I was like, oh shit, The Rock's going to come out. Yeah, they, they sold me on a little bit of intrigue. And then when it didn't happen, I was like, well, you know what? They said it wasn't going to happen, so I can't be too mad that it didn't happen. Look, man, 
it is objectively funny that they did like a whole tribute show to yes. him and he was just like, I'm good. Dude, I'm sure there's, you know, reasons, but like, it's funny. He was filming in Australia. That was the report that came out beforehand that he wasn't going to be able to be there because he was overseas. It couldn't get a video package, man. Like they couldn't get a video package from The Rock. Like uh, just a a message. They couldn't. The Rock's on Cameo. Hold on. Is The Rock on Cameo? Could they not have gone on Cameo and just. I think. They got money. They couldn't get a Cameo from The Rock. I think that Rock realized. This is just a guess. I haven't spoke to Rock in a while. I think he realized that the people hate when he does the satellite stuff. So he was just like, you know what? I'm not doing it. I agree with you. I actually, he's not on Cameo, by the way. Dwayne Johnson Jr. of the NFL uh, Atlanta Falcons is on Cameo. Wait, Um, someone in the NFL can do Cameo? Apparently. What the fuck is this world? (laughs) You stop policing that shit, man. Take their money for them. I'm, I'm totally with you that like, for The Rock, it probably was. I'm either going to be there in person or I'm not. Like, I'm not going to send in a video and disappoint fans that way. But I still think that they could have they could have at least got, like, a video message or something just to appease everybody. I don't care if The yes. Rock wanted to do it. Like, just tell them, look, man, we got to give these people something. We're building this whole thing around you. We got to give them some type of message from you. It's embarrassing. And... When you're in any place, you should not like tease the rock and not deliver. But <laughs> New York City <laughs> probably would have not done that. Um, I'm, you know, I completely understand. I just, I can only give you my honest response, which was, "Who gives a?" You know, the Roddy Strong where he spins around and he goes, "Who gives a fuck?" In that video, <laughs> that's me. I don't, I don't understand. Can we? Can you? Can you get that video and clip it to play on here? I feel like that'd, um, that'd be good for on here. Yeah, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try this live on the air, Jeremy. Feel today. I feel like oh boy! Oh man, you're gonna do this live. This is like when I did the uh, the Sour Boy clip live on air. So this should be. Oh good. boy! Yeah, this should go very well. Should we just play? We'll play the Sour Boy. Right, clip. Let's go. Oh, oh no! No! We got a real big problem. Somebody keeps fucking me here. Oh. <laughs> Somebody keeps fucking him. Oh. <laughs> They weren't on BTE today. Very disappointing. I watched BTE today. Like They're I don't watch gone, that show They're They gone but from the fleet. I guess so. Very, very sad. Whole shit. Very sad. You excited for Raw, Joseph? You gonna watch it? You gonna watch the egg? The conclusion of the the great egg mystery. I think it's like gonna wrap up tonight. Like it's just gonna be a twenty four hour bit that they're gonna do. I wish they'd stretch it out until at least like the Rumble. But I think they're gonna wrap it up tonight. Very sad. I'm not gonna watch, but I'm gonna pretend. Um, someone. Someone in the chat, I haven't got in my bookmarks, tweet me the Roddy Strongly. Some one of these lunatics will have it. Just tap <laughs> me and then put the clip and I can download it. Thank you. Um, uh, Dave, Dave D says, B, BTE was good today at the end. I agree. I like that segment with the, all the weak guys. You didn't watch it, Joseph. But uh, Adam Cole, let me give you some BTE bye bye. lore here. Let me give you. The, the show, the, the, the BTE actually started with uh, your favorite, Joseph. Story time with Adam Cole, baby. You love that. You love it. Admit you love it. Admit you were wrong about Adam Cole. I love it. (laughs) Uh, Adam Cole handed Kenny Omega a monster energy drink, and this is how Cole died when he signed with WWE. He drank a monster energy drink, and Omega was very worried that he was going to die if he drank this monster energy drink. And one of the Jacksons, he drank it, and he choked. He almost choked. 
everyone thought he's dying. One of the Jacksons was like, oh, I thought Kenny just signed with WWE. And Cutler said, I thought Kenny died like Adam did. And they yelled at Cutler. It's good shit if you like actually watch it and you know like the BT lore and everything. It's good stuff. Seem very impressed by it. That's good stuff. <laughs> Was the Rock on BTA? No, they didn't tease him either. They should have. They should have teased the Rock. It'd been great. And then they no, should have bought. They should have bought a cameo from the Rock. Do you think they could get the Rock to do like a cameo on BTA? Do you remember when he was doing Instagram Live and someone was like, "Do you watch AEW?" And he goes, oh. "Remember that when he went?" Oh, yeah. I watch AEW. <laughs> do you remember when he watched NWA? Didn't he praise like NWA? Yeah. I swear he Old did school this shit. shit, man. This is the shit yeah. I grew up on, man. I swear he did Good that. job, BC <laughs> and NA killing it over there. NWA. God, he's fucking hilarious on Twitter. <laughs> Rock rules. He's just fascinating. Like, there's there's real evidence he's not a real human being anymore, and he's like a cyborg. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that like from 2001 to 2021. Like how he transformed. Yeah, I saw that shit. Built to corrupt cinema. <laughs> <laughs> JJ, we just found out the Rock doesn't do cameo. How much would the Rock charge for a cameo? What's the highest price cameo? Yeah, he would be the highest. That's because yeah. he because. Not only is he so famous, but he has like all of the great catchphrases. Right. You know, he has that's a lesser next level cameo. Dude, Xavier Woods is charging three hundred for a cameo. Like, wait, how can he do cameos? Oh, him and Zelina are doing like limited time cameos. The WWE oh, people can do Queen. limited time cameos if you know yeah. WWE makes about ninety percent off of it. Pieces of shit. Yeah. Yeah. It does pop me though when they do like the when the prices change based on how many they sell, you know? Yes. Like Seth Rollins gets halved every time, pops me tremendously. Can I mean Shane McMahon was six hundred dollars and <laughs> sold none of them? Never did another cameo. <laughs> okay, I'm getting ready here, Jeremy. You ready for this? So some people are charging nine hundred and ninety nine dollars for cameo. People I have not heard of. They're on Jeremy. television shows, apparently. Jeremy. Okay. Who gives a fuck? How many Oh, hell, man. Dave, thank you for that. That's incredible. <laughs> what, a, what a piece of art that is. One of the great... So now, if he came out, if you'd have hit, you know, smell what the rock is cooking and Roddy Strong came out, I'd have popped. <laughs> Jenna Jameson's charging $999 on Cameo. My God, that's a lot of money. It's <laughs> 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 the most polite way possible. That's a lot of money. How much do you think Magic Johnson is charging on Cameo, Joseph? Too much. Just found out Jenna Jameson charges $999. Uh, $1,500. It's actually, the price is not listed because it's unavailable right Boot now. Bootlicker. Very sad. I think, nine, I think $999 is like the most you can charge. Fair. Well, he would be that then. Dude, a cameo from Magic Johnson. Imagine one in one, though. Seriously, <laughs> you know, like, sir, this is again. This is why Rock would be so incredible, is because at least he has. He isn't just the fame. He has the razzmatazz. He has the promo. He can call you a candy ass and all that stuff. Dude, I just want Magic Johnson like reading O'Neill tweets. There you go. And that's different. That's something special. Yeah. Like the soup one. 
<laughs> eating soup men's video two second clip <laughs> All right, just, get, just get magic to read the lyrics to dynamite's theme <laughs> men on this oh fuck all right, everybody. We've done an hour and a half for some reason. Uh, the schedule is, is going to change change slightly this week. No, oh yeah, there might be some bobber chats. I didn't really like promote it because I still don't like saying that word. It's weird. Um, but I'm, I'm assuming because JJ brought it up, he left something. If not, JJ, then what are we doing here? Uh, he <laughs> JJ, JJ did say... Um, I don't know. Some of these, I don't think any of these are. No, that's okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, JJ says, hello to my favorite big stars. Turning Point was very good uh, show, which The Rock approves of. Jeremy, enjoy your vacation. Joel, I'm glad you've come around with the TNA uh, content. And Bob, is it time to say Fed Dead? Much love. Oh, I didn't ask Bob, but you know he's not going to say Fed Dead. He just, he won't do it. He's e says, for the last six months, I've only watched WWE pay-per-views. After last night, I think I'm done. Also, I really expect them to be tone deaf to have Vince say, tell them if I don't get my egg back, they're all fired. Very possible. That's the uh, that's the cycle. If you go to pay-per-views and then you just eventually realize there's no fucking point and just give, yeah. it up, just give up. Yeah. So congratulations to you, man, for getting across <laughs> that bridge because I got a couple months ago I did that and – it means that I can return to Twitter to multiple DMs saying Fed dead and not even know what they're talking about. It's, <laughs> it's a blast, man. You can have fun. So enjoy the ride. All right. Let me kind of let everyone know a little bit what's going on. No Twitch this week unless Joel Pearl's running it. So probably no no real Twitch stuff this week. Tomorrow, Joseph, Jensen, O'Neill are going to do some TNA stuff, right? Yes. I may be slightly late. Because my viewing of Rocky Four the recut has been delayed to tomorrow night, so I'm maybe slightly late, but I'm running the stream, so everyone can wait for me. Um, you know, maybe ten minutes late is what I'm talking about. So <clears throat> tomorrow we're going to watch some TNA. Jeremy's not here, so we, you know we'll do that, and we've got some YouTube. We're going to put a little YouTube place together, maybe an hour, an hour and a half, right in the chat for you guys to follow along. What else is happening? Um, Wednesday, Wednesday you're going to be with us. You can carry on that, Jeremy. That's all I'd say. Yeah, Wednesday, Dynamite pre-show. I might be a little late, but I will I will pop in for that. Um, Thursday, we do have a new episode of The Distraction. It's definitely live, 100% live, not taped at all. Uh, it's going to be myself, Joseph, confirmed shoot, and, and Robert O'Neill for a Thanksgiving edition of The Distraction. No post-show uh, because we, we want to – Joseph really wants to enjoy Thanksgiving with his family, so we couldn't do the post-show. He's got to – Got a lot of turkey to eat. Um, Friday, I don't think there's really anything. And then the weekend, I'll be at WrestleCade this weekend. Kicking cast in the head, hanging out with the, the machine gun, Carl Anderson, and Dax Harwood, and Sting. And buddy fucking Matthews. Yeah, he's going to be there too. He's going to kick the shit out of Malachi Black. <laughs> I'm actually really looking forward to that shit, seeing it live. It's going to roll. Yeah. Uh, so the weekend, uh, I will be at WrestleCade. And then next Monday... I should. We're, we're gonna again do the do the review show. Is there anything to like review? I don't know, but I should be no, around for a show of some sort next. Well, I believe your idea was that you guys would just kind of do some wrestlecade, and I would sort of. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try to get Cass on here, and we'll just kind of bullshit about stuff. Yes. Um, but I'm technically on vacation, starting in about an hour and a half, 
until next Tuesday, and I'm going to enjoy it, and I, I cannot wait. Oh wow! Yes, have a good time. You're, the, everyone's in safe hands. Clearly, I won't overdo the uh, the clips and the bits. Here. I'm I'm very I'm very worried about this channel and Joseph's hands. I'm very worried about uh, other things in other people's hands. Yeah, Jeremy Lambert when he clicks onto uh, tomorrow night's TNA stream. Right, let's go. Oh, no. Oh, we got a real big problem. Somebody keeps fucking me here. Oh. <laughs> Oh man, um, I'm scared. I'm very scared. This website falls apart without me, Joseph. This whole thing just collapses if I'm not around. Sorry to hear that. Fightful Select's fine, but every other aspect of this website just downhill. Seems bad. Yeah, I'm one of the pillars, Joseph. I'm the second strongest pillar. Or as Jim Ross says, one of the pillows. <laughs> oh, I have a quick story before we go. Um, my brother is, he lives vicariously through my action figure collection and pretends he isn't interested. <laughs> and he has been actively bullying me for the last six months to buy MJF or, and or Sammy Guevara, who I want neither of. And I would like everyone to know that today he just bought me MJF and it just showed up and I was just sitting there opening it and he was like, there he is. <laughs> so my you have it? Where's, where's it it's, it's too far. Oh. Now, I want everyone to know, though, I'm not getting carried away. Head Cannon in the figure fed, he is simply Roderick Strong's mouthpiece and nothing more. Okay, I'm very clear about that. That's very good. Did I tell you my Orange Cassidy figure has a broken shoulder? <laughs> no. I'm going to get it. Hold on. I'll be back in a second. Depends what the offers are, Dave. I'm open to ideas. It's actually an awesome figure. That's why my brother most wanted it, I think. So his shoulder does not move. It won't <laughs> like it won't go into the pocket. That's fine though, because you can just do the thumb. Yeah, I know that. Like that's the that's the that's the pose. He just stays with the thumb. But like, yeah, that's not ideal. No, see, he can't go into see, the pocket. There's a big when you get into the figure game, and Jensen probably has. He wouldn't admit it, but he probably has a lot of headaches. But it's the quality control element of action figures is very scary. You know? Yeah. Like you'll order an action figure. And it would just have some great big fucking mark on his head, and it's like that's useless. Throw away, you know. Don't want it. Don't want to see it ever again. You've got a broken shoulder. Seems bad. Yeah, like his his arm is just like in a sling. Like fortunately, <laughs> like it's Orange Cassidy, so yeah, yeah you just yeah. do the thumbs up, and it's like okay. But yeah. if I wanted to put like both hands in the pocket, I can't do that. Yeah, it's not ideal. Yeah, it's very sad I when I when I tried to do it and realized that doesn't doesn't work that way. Sorry to hear that. Oh well. Anyway, that's that's the update on how my figure fed's going. My top <laughs> star is currently sidelined <laughs> with a broken shoulder. Okay. Just going out on a sad note, but there you go, folks. <laughs> TNA tomorrow. We're gonna watch some time on stop action, folks. Get ready. Bye everybody. TNA. 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 Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.